0: That this is finally here. I can't believe it's really here. It feels like there have been many, many times on this journey where I have felt like giving up because nobody was watching, and it was a very sad and lonely endeavor. And uh, every once in a while, I would hear from somebody and say, "Great episode!" Or I've been just driving and hearing all your your episodes, and then there'd be men that would come and say, hey, you know, I really like, really, really enjoy your real estate investor goddesses podcast. And I'm like, wow, you're listening to!" And that kept me going. And um, to your your emails, your comments, all of that really makes such a big difference. So I appreciate you. And I'm super excited for this 100th episode. So for this episode, since it's 100 and it's a special one, I'm going to put on my tiara because, you know, it's special and you know goddesses tiaras are important and also i want to i want to share a few of my takeaways from this past these like 99 past episodes what i learned from the incredible women that i've interviewed on this show because normally we interview these badass female real estate investors who share their stories who share their biggest mistakes and um what they're most proud of and their best advice And I've gotten some definite takeaways from their stories and in these interviews, I want to share a bit of that. And I also have gotten some questions from you guys and and I'm also looking and eager to see what other questions you might have for me and I'll I'll take as many as I can um, during this episode. So I want to, first off, start with some of my takeaways from this past hundred episodes. So the first main takeaway that I've gotten is that you can start from anywhere. So we have had goddesses that I've interviewed who were born into real estate. So i have had quite a few, a few of them. Yeah, you, know, you know, dad or mom or the whole family was doing real estate. They kind of grew up with real estate around and then they, just, they saw it and they made sense and they got into it and that's awesome. Um, And then there were others that didn't, like me, had no idea about real estate investing as an opportunity for them and just fell into it in different ways. We had Vicky Scatini who was homeless before she got her first investment. We've had CJ Matthews who was a single mom on minimum wage and she started, she got into it. There were people that came in that had Good high-paying jobs, and were able to get in. You know, the money was never the issue. And then there are other people who scrimped and saved and did whatever it took to get in the game. So that's one big takeaway that I've gotten. I hopefully you've gotten too. That wherever you are, you know, whatever from wherever you are, you can do this. You can get in the game. You know, we have we've interviewed grandmothers. We've interviewed really young women, the gamut. So there's no, you're not too old, you're not too young, you're not too anything you can get in the game. So that's my first takeaway. And I hope that you can take that away too. A second thing that I hope you take away, because I always ask like, what's your biggest mistake? Everybody has a mistake. And quite a few are like, hmm, this was hard to figure out (laughs) which one of the many should I choose? Because there will be stumbles and falls and things that don't work out. And it's really feedback. So it doesn't have to break you and it doesn't have to keep you down. Um, you know, I had Paige Panzarella who spoke about going through the, the last downturn and losing $20 million. First of all, I applaud her for having 20 million to lose because she, <laughs> she created that much. But also, you know, that was hard, but she's still in the game. And that's the other takeaway that I hope you get out of it too. That even when you stumble, even when you make mistakes, stay in the game because you like staying in. You will come out ahead. You learn from that, from the stumbles. You learn from the mistakes, and then you take it to go. You know, you fail forward, fail forward. (laughs) Um, So that that's been a big takeaway for me. You know, and some of the main mistakes that people had. So some were because they didn't have education beforehand. Other mistakes were because they weren't trusting the right people. And really ultimately, because they were not trusting that still small voice inside that was telling them like, maybe you shouldn't trust this person. And then a mistake that I heard actually was waiting too long to start or I wish they'd started sooner or they wish they'd started, they'd gone bigger instead of starting smaller. So I hope you can take that away as well. And one last one that I wanted to share because the, I always ask, you know, their, what advice do they have? And, you know, really, and there are some themes, common themes that come up with regards to advice. So some of the most common pieces of advice that I've heard from all of these incredible women, one is the importance of education. Two is the importance of taking action, right? So you need to get educated, but ultimately the education is for effective action. So You can take action. So, you know, like I said, one of the biggest regrets that many of the women had was not starting earlier. So getting that education and then taking action and getting mentorship and support. So mentorship was another really common one. So I hope that you have heard that. And then I'd love to hear, you know, in the comments, what are your takeaways that you've had from hearing these episodes, hearing these incredible women? What have you learned? What have you gotten? I'd love for you to share that. All right. So now let me get into some of these questions that have come in and I appreciate them. They're so, these were awesome questions. So one of the questions is, this is a great question. What is one skill you learn that has proven to be the most valuable to you? What's one skill I've learned that's proven to be the most valuable? So good. So one of the skills I've learned is how to bring in partners. And this is something that I've gotten from uh, Beth Clifford. I interviewed her on one of the podcasts. I don't remember if we talked about the three C's there, but over the years, this is something that I heard from her that has really shifted everything and that is the three C's and it has to do with these are the three things that you're looking for when you're bringing on team members whether this is a partner whether this is an employee or a contractor these three C's are genius so the first is has to do with the character what is the character of the person this is an order of importance so how do they show up What is their integrity like the character is everything and it can't be taught. Two is commitment. So what is their commitment to your vision, values, and project? And then three is the, their capacity. So how capacity can be trained, but I try to work with um, the best. So I need somebody who has the capacity already to do what I need them to do. So um, it's in that order, character, commitment, and capacity and learning that, and, and then really learning, and this is separate, but connected. Um, learning to hear and trust my intuition, that's been the most valuable skill. So between my intuition and these three C's to bring in team, that's been the most valuable thing because uh, real estate is a team sport. All right, thank you for that awesome question. All right, here's number two. Have I done a podcast on student housing? I have not yet. So I will, I, I did interview Sonia Lee and she has um, student housing. I don't remember if we talked about that much during her, our interview. So, um, but I will, I will search for somebody else who that's what, that's their sweet spot and what they do. And I'll bring that in. Um, workforce housing so workforce housing gets a, a lot of the people that we have interviewed deal with B and C class residential um, multifamily uh, rather than somebody who that does mobile home parks all that is workforce housing um, so there are a lot of, a lot of people talking about that so for the, if you're interested yeah go go back and Shimen Van Gundy is mobile home queen. We talked about mobile homes and that. And then I've had quite a few women talking about apartment investing. And those are those are all workforce housing. Another question I got was how do you even begin your journey into owning real estate when it all seems overwhelming and you just started adulting? (laughs) That is such a good question. And first of all, good for you for just starting adulting and thinking about this because I let's see how, when I got my first property I was um, I think I had just turned 30 and I got that property kind of by accident because I wasn't I didn't know anything about real estate investing I was just trying to buy a house and I ended up buying um, a multi-unit property and house hacking just to be able to afford my house because that's all I'd been taught. And then I kind of joyfully stumbled into the fact that my tenants were paying my mortgage, but I didn't know to do that. So the first thing that I would tell you, and that's the same thing I would tell anybody else is to get an education and to start learning. Um, you know, of course, we have a program at real Estate investor guys is wealthy guys program. Which I'm a big fan of, of course, but, you know, there are a lot of other ways that you can learn. There's of course you can listen to this podcast and other podcasts out there. Um, there's a lot of information in bigger pockets and on Google. It can get overwhelming, like you're saying, because there's so much out there, which is why I would recommend a program like the Wealthy Guys program, something that can kind of help guide you into like what's most important and valuable. But you don't need if you're like, I don't know if I can do that right now or don't let that stop you. There are a lot of other ways to get in the game. Also go to your local real estate investor association meetings. You'll meet other people who are, who are doing it and, and you'll learn that way too. So that's how I would suggest you just begin learning and then, um, and learn from people who are actually doing it. Um, not people who did it 30 years ago or <laughs> like, because they're good at marketing and selling it. Like you want people who are actually investing right now. Um, and then just start taking action. So it's my advice. Another question that I got was business structure and business structure, insurance, and systems. Yes. I'm type A. Thank you. (laughs) Um, That's not really questions. I don't know what you're asking me. (laughs) So, uh, you want to know more about business structure, insurance, and systems? So we, we've interviewed a couple CPAs on the show, We interviewed Amanda Hahn, who was actually our first actual interview, one-on-one interview. And she's awesome. Um, she, She talks about taxes, but ultimately it's your CPA that you want to talk to about real, about your business structure. We also interviewed Marie Grassmeier. So both of, both of them are awesome people to follow up with if that's. Um, you're trying to figure out how do you structure your investment? So, and this is something that we talked about a lot at my, um, at the wealth of real estate event in my program and not, I could literally, and I do go (laughs) several hours about this, um, a little topic, but, um, the things that are important to remember and it, and it's so good that you're asking because when you're doing real estate, you are a business. So the business structure, the insurance even maybe looking at business credit, all of those um, thinking about asset protection, tax mitigation, and, you know, liability and, uh, protection. All of those are super important things to think about and to, to do. If there's not, it's not one answer, because it really is going to depend on, it depends on where you live, depends on what your other sources of income are. It depends on where the property Properties you're investing in are it depends on your strategy for investing. Uh, you know, if you're flipping, that's a different strategy than buying and holding, which is a different strategy from you know passively investing in a syndication. And all of those will they're different in terms of how the the money will be treated, and and depending on where you live, there are different tax implications. So you'll you'll want to um, basically talk to somebody who knows what they're doing. A really good CPA that understands real estate investing on and or an asset protection attorney to help you come up with a good plan, plus a really great insurance. Um, I did have a podcast interview with somebody talking about insurance. Amber, Amber uh, but check it out. We do, have, we do have podcasts where we've gone deeper into these topics. All right. And another question, how do you get started with a small amount of capital like $20,000? You know, that's a relative, twenty. small is relative, right? There are people that can start with little to no money down. Like there's never a lack of resources. The problem is always <laughs> resourcefulness. 20,000 you can definitely do things with, it depends on what you wanna do and, and how. So, Depends on how active you want to be, or you know there are passive investments that you can get into for that amount. There are active ways that you can get into for that amount. Um, So I'll just give throw out some examples. For example, if you wanted to do an owner-occupied fourplex, you just want to get in the game, so you you can get, I mean, FHA loan. So you're putting it putting down three and a half percent. You move in one unit, you rent out the other units, and now you have these income streams coming in, you very likely could do that for $20,000 or less, depending on where that property is. Now, if we're talking about investing in an expensive market like Los Angeles or New York, San Francisco, that's $20,000 is not going to go very far. But in markets like where we have our turnkey houses in Jackson, Mississippi, that 20000 is easily the down payment for one or two turnkey houses. So you can go, you know, you can do quite a bit with that. And there are other, there are funds that you can invest in um, for relatively little amounts of money. I interviewed um, Deanne O'Donovan of American Home Preservation Fund. You can invest for as little as $100 into that fund. I don't know if they're taking um, investors right at this moment, but there are other ones like that too. So, one of our sponsors for the wealth real estate event, Diversa Fund, they um, they take investments of five hundred dollars. So you can you can get into the game for a lot less than you think. That was a great question. Yeah. So another question that came in and somebody had asked. This was from an email because I'd sent out an email. To my list. And if you want to get on the list, then definitely go to um, reigoddesses.com and join us there. And you can get our freebie to get on the list, or and you can join our private community on Facebook and join our investor club. Um, but I'd sent out, you know, they're celebrating this 100th episode. And um, one of the Uh, the questions because I talked about how I had wanted to quit many times and I got a question about like so what made you stay the course why didn't you give up and I think that this is really a great question when you're thinking about real estate too like because like I said everybody has those mistakes failures all of us have these times when it's like what am I doing? Why am I doing this? (laughs) Right? Like, why should I stay? And why should I do this? And there are three major reasons why I stayed the course. So first was that I have a big why. Like my purpose behind doing this is really big. So I've talked before about my story, you know, why did I start Real Estate Investor Goddesses? As I was going around and um started really getting into real estate and look around there were no women there were no women in the room there were no women um i just i wasn't seeing any women and i and it actually came as this divine download this mission to bring women in bring women into this um into this field and um you know and create real estate investor classes and this mission to help 1 million women create financial freedom through real estate investing. So I have this big, big mission, this big why. It's really, and it's really compelling. It's like drives everything that I do. And I went to work with uh, this coach, Desiree Dubois, and the Power of Seven. She does a, yeah, she does this training, The Power of Seven. And I went in and we started talking about all these different ways that you could potentially reach all the women that I want to reach. And one of the things that she talked about was podcasting. And I went, you know, I think I could do that. I love, um, I love to talk and, um, you know, and I, it felt like maybe we could, let's try this. So. I had this big why, and then I sort of got on this path. And at first, of course, like nobody knew about it. I was just making these, and before I wasn't even doing interviews, it took up a few months before we started to do interviews. But at first it was like, I'd put it out there into the ether and I'd maybe, you know, then it was like three or four listens. (laughs) And then it got to like, hey, 10, 20, 30, 40, then I got in the hundreds and then, I, you know, now it's going to get into the thousands. But it took a long time. They talk about, so like, you're the hot, it's like a hockey stick. So it goes like, and then, and then it will start to grow. I don't even know if I'm in the hockey stick yet, to be honest, but, um, <laughs> it has like started to really ramp up. Um, but it took a long time, like over a year, well over a year to get there, but it was that why. It was that big. That why is a big reason why I kept doing it. Like, you know, felt like okay. Well, this is one of the best ways I can think of to reach people. And then the other why, the other reason. As I'd said, every once in a while, when I was about to go, okay, I'm not. Why? Why am I doing this? And one of you would reach out to me. Um, either at a live event or send an email or a comment and tell me what this show meant to you and how it was inspiring to you. And that would keep me going. It's almost like you were tapped by the divine to talk to me just at that moment to keep me not from not quitting. So any of you who've done that, thank you. You don't even, you don't even know what a difference it's made. And then the, the last reason, so other than that big why, and then just hearing from, from you that this has mattered to you and made a difference in your lives. The last why was that um, it's the women that I have met on this journey. So as I've kind of put it out there, and a lot of people are like, I even realized there were a hundred women to interview. Um, you know, but as I put it out there, different people are like, oh, you should interview this person or interview that person or just, or they've reached out to me and said, I, I love your show and I do real estate. Would you be interested in interviewing me or, um, or I've been be poking around, I'll see somebody and I'll invite them to the show. And the women that I have met have been in incredible as you can tell from all of the, the interviews if you've been listening they're just they're generous and they're real and they show up with sisterhood and I have loved them. I did a, um, a compilation book with, with many of them I called Wealth for Women Conversations with a Team That Creates the Dream. Um, it's available on Amazon if you want to check it out and then I a lot of them have been speakers and panelists at my events. I've been, I've gone and spoken at their events, and um, and have just become friends with many of them. And it's that, and I just keep meeting more and more cool, badass women. So between my why, you out there, <laughs> let me know that this matters to you. And these incredible women that I continue to meet—that's what's kept me going. That's what's kept me on this journey, and that's how—that's why we're celebrating 100 episodes, and and no sign of stopping. So thank you so much. I—we're almost at the end of our half an hour, but I wanted—I'm going to conclude with the Trinity because that's how we we end every show. So I brag, and the Trinity is a brag, a gratitude, and a desire. I brag that I have done 100 episodes of the Real Estate Investor gossip Podcast. Yay! I brag that I have shown up to the microphone, to the computer, all of these times, especially when I felt like not doing it and it's made a difference. And we have over 40,000 downloads so far and climbing. So. I'm getting a little emotional from this, but I just want to, um, that's how I brag that. I brag that I've done this and I brag that I continue to do this. And I am grateful for everybody who has listened. All 40,000 of you or however many of you who keep doing the episodes, I'm so grateful for each of you. And I'm so grateful for my guests as well for showing up and generously sharing their time. So I'm super grateful for, yeah, my listeners and my guests. And I desire, I desire this to grow. I desire this to really touch um, a lot more women. And I desire that the women who, and men, who have been touched by what we're doing here, I desire to hear from you. I desire for you to... Yeah, send us a message, Um, either comment below or um, you can email info at reigoddesses.com and just then maybe put in the subject heading, Real Estate Investor Goddesses Podcast and let us know how you, you know, what this has done for you because it definitely helps us. And um, subscribe and put a review, especially if it's a positive review, <laughs> a lot of positive reviews. Maybe just email me and give me feedback. <laughs> but otherwise, if you have a five-star review, we'd love to get that too. Um, and, uh, and just, yeah, my desire is that you continue to show up and um, am able to continue to show up and provide you value. So that's my trinity and that's our show. It's a wrap come back next week for another, for an amazing real estate investor goddess interview. Bye.